Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex, and sound effects of various quality. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. Now I better be getting paid for this. So Leo, you want to let me in on about your dealings with the Jade Hand? I mean, you were there when it started. When we were in the orphanage. Oh, that's when it started. Are you are you entirely sure? Yeah, I went and met with the guy. <laughs> what did you guys talk about? Stuff like drowning kids and he's kind of a weird dude to be honest. <laughs> drowning kids. Okay, this doesn't give me any information on, you know, whereabouts of Jade kids. I want to manifest a blade. Yeah. Um and Let's try to intimidate him for all the information that he got. Um, hmm, how should I do this? Okay, here's how I'm going to do this, Dust. Um, I'm only going to allow you to do, you know, I, I don't want you to keep doing skill check after skill check, so just pick one. You sure you want to intimidate with Leo? Well, yeah, I'm going to put a um, dagger up to his throat and tell him to spill the beans. Okay. Um, how should I run this? Well, first make an intimidation throw, then I'll figure it out. I, you know what? Uh, I can't really decide what skill to use for uh, Leo in this exact situation. So, uh, Leo, can you just make me a d20 roll with uh, charisma and proficiency bonus? Like a modifier from charisma and profic uh, proficiency bonus. We'll say it's you're keeping your cool. Y yeah, like it's not intimidating to you. So you guys can play it off how you want. I just take my two fingers and brush his hand off my throat. And I'm just like, violence isn't going to get you anywhere. I also want to see this guy taken down a peg or two. I'm happy to work with you. In fact, I think I know how we can get to him. Do tell them. See, I have been arranging, with air quotes, business with him. And if I make a certain deal happen, he will probably want to schedule another meeting. And if I had some associates help me with said business, then they probably would be invited to that meeting as well. Considering that the Jade Hand already knew me, how am I going to get in? I just show him my disguise kit. I thought <laughs> you were the sneaky type. Well, Leo, I'll be honest. If you want me to trust you, I want you to take this ring. Fine, but it doesn't quite fit my style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you take it off, there will be no hesitation on my attacks on you. Do you understand that? Whatever you said. <laughs> so I want to wait there until I see him I put mean, it on. I mean, I've been, uh, <laughs> I, I think that you can see that we're on the same goal, seeing as how I, you have repeatedly put my life at risk. And there seems to be no benefit to me except for the fact that we share a common goal. Otherwise, why would I keep putting my life at risk for you guys? I don't know. There's other ulterior motives. You never know. We just met you all of yesterday. Or two days ago, even. And you have disappeared five times. <laughs> right, you always you always seem to disappear when things get too rough for you. So I just want to make sure I always know where you are. 
I'm sure you understand. Very well. But if you do want to have this opportunity with the Jade Hand, I will need your guys' help on a few other things to secure this business. Is uh, is Velcut still like around anywhere? He is currently unconscious at the hotel or uh, the inn. Honestly, no one really checked on him, so he could be either drinking at a tavern or still sleeping in after a bad concussion. So I believe Velcut. I need two things basically to make this first deal go through. I've already made arrangements with a trading company that we can use. We just have to help them with one small issue. Shouldn't be too hard. And then I need to arrange a buyer, which I figured Velcut probably has connections, seeing as how he's dealt with the magical weapon trade before. So once we get those two secured, I can arrange another meeting with the Jade Hand. Well, I know you always like to keep your paw and, you know, this gold that you hold so dearly. How do I know you won't keep your alliances to making this money versus when I want to take his blood? They're one and the same. <laughs> he needs to be gone so I can make more money. So you see our our paths align right now. We're both right one the same thing. Yes, I agree right now. Who knows in the future, but right now we have the same goal. I want to yell over at Kobold and ask what what he thinks. Kobold, as you all were having this conversation, had run over to what at least he thought was uh, was Greg Man's son. <laughs> so, this might be a moot point, uh, but Kobold would like to attempt a medicine check. Sure, Dad. Yep. Uh, it seems like a cadaver at this point with an open stomach, no organs, and glossy eyes as we see uh, Greg's son on the ground. And he has a locket that is inside of his hand. Do you grab it? Uh, yeah, Cobalt picks up the locket. Although he's probably probably maybe a bit confused by it. It's just like, oh, what this? Hang on. So, like, as you grab it out of the hand, like, uh, the hand is stiff. You know, uh, post-mortem, like, uh, the muscles start to tense up. It takes a lot of effort just to open the hand and grab it. Do you still grab it? (laughs) You grab the locket, and if you open it up, you do see, like, a uh, a, a painting. It's a very small little ditty. Like, uh, the details are pretty good for its size, but it's just Gregory when he was younger. Uh, the daughter, uh, the son, and uh, the mother. It seems like uh, it was Elvin on uh, the mother's side while uh, the husband was human. So, oh, that's right. And then, oh yeah, because Dust uh, explained this the previous night, Cobalt just looks at the picture, like mm-hmm. falls on his little butt, and like uh, just starts crying out openly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cobalt. Do me a favor. Do a perception check. Because mm-hmm. I've had nothing but, but great rolls today. Let's continue. Oh, 15. Yeah. Okay. As you're crying, you look blankly at the wall. And strangely enough, you see like the shadow of a table, but below the table and on like a brighter side of the wall, as Leo and Dust are talking, you see 
the elongated form of a snake's shadow. It seems big. See it writhing. That's it. Ah, Snake! Snake! Big snake! (laughs) Boys, what do you do? Do we notice it after he points it out? Each one of you guys can do a investigation check. Leo, you don't don't know what the hell he's talking about. You look around, you don't see snake. Or I mean dust. Leo, what do you see? I'm going to add a psychic die to that. Okay, great it. I got a 14. Okay, let's wait to see what well, how do you want to how do you want to rule that since it's like no perception? And um, uh, basically with ability checks or any kind of checks, you can say it after the roll or if I tell you you fail. So you can go right ahead. Yeah, I, I do believe uh, based on, if I remember correctly, the wording for uh, psionic dice for rogues is that uh, you do get to you get do get to use it if you know that the roll fails. Yeah, like, you know, a lot of my roles, when it comes to roles and influencing roles, I do allow a lot of the time after a role has been made to adjust it. But, you know, it obviously has to be your turn in combat. That's the only thing I'm strong about. So, okay. go ahead. 16. 16. Uh, Leo, you, you see the shadow, but you don't understand what he's talking about. Uh, Dust, you see the shadow of a chair, but you don't see the chair. You try to go to the uh, originating point, and you see that the serpent, the snake, is coiling around the chair in the shadows. You look around, and the shadow defies light sources. It just reflects to the wall. It's like, even though, like, if the, the light's coming in from the window, from uh, the right-hand side of the room, you still see it on the right-hand side of the room, like, uh... It, you just see the shadow in odd places lurking around. Now, what you could assume from that is there is something in the unseen public in this room, but it has not appeared yet. Do I, Can I walk up to where I think the chair is? Yeah, you do. And do you see the shadow of a cat sitting in the chair? I want to attempt to grab the cat. Hmm. Make a... What did I say last time? Uh, Leo, did I say wisdom? Yeah, it was wisdom. Yep. Make a... Just add wisdom modifier to whatever you roll. Your hand just goes in the air. Touches nothing. With a roll of seven. So, what do you all do? Doesn't seem like you guys are in immediate danger, but you do notice that there are things happening. I want to check the, uh, the bodies that we just killed, the mob and stuff, and see... Because they just came from the Unseen Public, so I want to see if they have any yep. numb tongue on them. They do. Uh, make a uh, 1d6 uh, six roll. You get six, six num-tum. Yep, from uh, their pockets. Um, can you also make me a perception check, Leo? 14. You notice uh, one of the orcs laying on the ground, he's missing Tusk. It seems oddly familiar, like you've seen him the other day. Uh, I think this one was a friend of yours. I'm gonna go rush over to the orc with the missing Tusk. You see Earl, the spy. You have a feeling that... There was a purge with uh, the wild ones, because if you look close uh, closely, like, uh, give me another perception check, please. <laughs> I like how he aimed for the ugliest one and hit his friend. Yeah, 12. It's not that hard. Uh, with a roll of 12, you see that uh, the tattoos are not right on each one of them. Each one's slightly wrong. It seems like uh, they got a lot of their bad batch and basically got rid of them, used them. I'm going to hand the others... Uh, a piece of numb tongue. All right. I think that we might have to go on the other side to deal with what's about to happen. Uh, can you make me a 1d3 roll, please, uh, Leo? Do you find two 
two cinnamon uh, candles. I forgot to mention that. So it's all up to you guys what you want to do. You guys can either leave the building, attempt a short rest, you can go to the Unseen Public. Uh, the world's your oyster. I want to check um, Earl's tattoo. So I need to specify. Because uh, when you guys first met Earl, he had a tattoo on his neck. That was uh, the brown badger originally. You guys just managed to cover it up, basically get rid of the tattoo, and you drew a new one on his hand. But you scratched up to make it look like it got damaged. And with how he was experimented with, changed, his hand is dried up. You can barely see the tattoo. Does it look like there was a scratch through it, though? Yes. So it really was him. Mm-hmm. Cobalt, uh, Cobalt realizing something, like, jumps up uh, to Dust Kitty and Big Kitty. Uh, wait, wait! Oh, oh no! If, if a Gregory son? Son, yes, son! If Gregory's son heard, maybe Gregory da-da-da-da-da-daughter? Da-daughter, daughter! Maybe Gregory daughter hurt too. Also, I can't let this conversation we just had get out of this room, so... <laughs> Keep the ring on and you don't have to worry about it. Well, I have to worry about the people who may have heard our conversation in the Unseen Public. If we want this plan to work, we've got to deal with that situation. My girl. Pop it what in my mouth. Great, but what if Gregory daughter hurt? Uh, I'll also take the num-tum. Okay, so you're ignoring Cobalt, gotcha. Um, take it. Uh, do you, like, do you give any of the numtong to the people around you? Yeah, I, I said that earlier. Yeah, that I gave okay. one to you. Yeah, it felt nice in asking you, because I didn't want to accidentally dick you over and me just not hearing something. Alright, um, how much did you give them? Just one each? Yeah, I gave one each, and Dust said that he took one, and then I took one. Okay. So you have, uh, three on you now. Keep that in mind. Uh, two candles, three numtong for Leo. All right, does everyone take it? Wait, where does Kitty Big Kitty going? We're already gone. <laughs> Just silence. Wait, um, I want to cast Psionic Wisp. Uh, can I see um, where Cobalt is in the Unseen Public? Uh, I want to see if he takes it first. So if he doesn't take it, we'll see. Um, Cobalt, do you stay in the real world? Cobalt was focused on something else and you ignored him. So he's very yep. confused. <laughs> yep. Alright, so as you guys uh, go to the Unseen Public, you do see, like, uh, Cobalt's outline. Uh, Dust, do me a favor. Uh, if, like, with the exception of a cat, if you were to pick an animal that represents your personality, what would it be? This is a tough one. Yeah, it is. Let's go with a, um, a snake. Alright, you uh, enter the Unseen Public, and you have the head of a snake, but, like, the body of your Kaiji, or not Kaiji, this isn't Skyrim, uh, Tabaxi body. Uh, if you want to do anything, uh, Cobalt's outline is in front of you, time being. Alright, I am going to cast, um, Psychic Whispers on Cobalt. Uh, uh does that get rid of the link you already have? Yes. Okay, so, uh, the link with, uh, the goblin, uh, cuts out. <laughs> and I want to imagine, like, just as you're going to do that, like, you do it, and, like, a second before you do it, like, you hear the goblin say, Hey, Dust, I got new imp, and it cuts out. I'm worried about my dog. <laughs> Alright, uh, so, like, I assume how it works is if uh, the creature is willing, there's no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Cobalt, are you willing? I 
guess it honestly depends on whether he actually knows it's coming from dust or not. Actually, I don't think it. it I don't think it, it was never mentioned. Is a condition though. It's uh, it telepathy. Do you resist a mental link? So you know what? I will. I will have benefit of the doubt that sometimes he keeps his mind open in case master. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um. Now here's another question. Uh, dust. Does this work across planes? It says, as an action, you can choose up to two creatures you can see. You can see. Define see. That, that's all it says? It's very vague. My interpretation, and they have to be within a mile of me. You know what? That's the stipulation I'm going to do. As long as you're within a mile. You are no longer within a mile of Cobalt. Cobalt is too far away from you. Now that's a new piece of information. So, what do you guys do? I'm going to look around to see if, if anyone... Okay. Could have overheard the conversation that we had. Okay, you look around. Dust, what do you do? Uh, I freak out a little bit and look to Leo and be like, we're nowhere near Cobalt anymore. All right, that's cool to hear. Cobalt, what do you do? You see the shadow of uh, a lion on the wall and the shadow of a snake on the wall. Not the snake that you saw before. I'm talking uh, uh, Tabaxi with the snake's head. The Cobalt immediately just like, no, no, don't Cobalt! <laughs> immediately just immediately back like backs away into the corner like shoot go away that's like pointing his dagger at it all right so you begin to freak out and you guys uh you uh, leo you look and you see uh tabaxi with uh blue stripes tied up muffled but uh black eye basically uh, a, a lot of bruising a bulging a bruise on its eye and you see it screaming at you but with the gag in its mouth that it just comes out as muffled cries and you see behind it a uh, cloaked figure and his hand gently like uh, pats the back of this tabaxi's shoulder it looks towards you do you say anything does it have the head of a snake it reels back like it like it takes off its hood and you look at it and i would actually say that hmm, that's the best way to put it it has the face of a rabbit hey buddy what's up and it looks at you and just goes ma ma you finally arrived pleasure to meet you leo then looks at dust oh and dust it's always a pleasure to meet you just looks at you is that you, Roy? And shakes its head. I'm not that important, my friend. I go by Nickel. Very, it's a pleasure to meet you. And it starts walking towards you. I think I'm at a friend of yours, Nickel. Are you? Well, if you're a friend of Roy, you're a friend of me. What brings you to my humble abode? I was uh, talking about another friend of yours I met. Mm-hmm. And I hold up the letter. All right. Oh, you actually grabbed the letter? The the letter from the, the, the lady gave me to give to her brother. The one that exploded on the bridge. Oh, oh yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, so it's a letter. So you, you give it to him? Oh, you, yeah. you've misinterpreted a lot of information. No, that's fine. He, uh, like, grabs the letter from you. Um, let me bring him towards you a bit. No, I, I don't hand it to him. I, I, I hold it up to... To show him, because I know that it's not her brother that I'm not supposed to give it to him, just to show that I met this lady. Mm-hmm. All right. 
And he looks at it and goes, I I'm not too familiar with the, the letter. It just looks like a piece of paper. And looks at it from afar. Uh, I'd say he's about 30 feet away from you. Just looking at you. Just giving you a, a friendly air. Just going, to, what brings you to the unseen public? Especially in my humble abode. Well, humble is definitely an apt description. And he starts eating the black uh, petals from uh, the table. Just nibbling on it. So I, I hear you're the, the man to talk to if I want something created. And he just gives you a manic smile, bearing rabbit's teeth. And it just goes, you have come to the right place. I'm the man to come to when it comes to my creations. What do you need, my friend? Can you um tell me what this is? Mm -hmm. I come closer and I kind of show, show him a little bit of the, the fire flask that um the lady gave me. Oh, uh, the, the, yeah, he just goes, oh, that is Drake's belly. Uh, admittedly, uh, imperfect product of mine. And do you let him grab it? No. He, he attempts to grab it and I assume you like shut it away from him. Yeah, I'm like, hey, hey, this is mine. Not yours, <laughs> Oh, all right, Longpaw. All right, you can keep it. I got many more failures. And he starts pacing around. So while they're talking, um, mm -hmm. I want to take a um, my claw and on the table in front of me, attempt to write, we found nickel. All right. Uh, make a uh, wisdom saving throw. You try scratching the table, but you only scratch the table in the unseen public. It doesn't break through the veil. Uh, I want to, well, I'm also kind of distracting this guy. I'm going to try to use my prestidigitation to create a small, like, flame on the, the ropes that are tying up Jack. All right, so uh, Jack's over here, and we'll make this a uh, little game for us. So he's at the center of the room tied up. And you have your enemy. I'm just going to use random token to represent him. We're going to say the enemy is right here. So you're, basically your goal is, like, as you're talking along, you can uh, try to uh, get close to uh, Jack. Okay. So I, I went up to show him the, uh, the fire flask. So I imagine I'm probably like around here. Mm-hmm. And again, as you're going along, there is an equal amount of bodies stuffed in barrels and blood dripping on the ground. I see you've been busy. Oh, excuse me. The, this is not my project. The, the corpses is from the big hand himself. And he looks at the barrel. He has something going on. We just got done with a purge. And goes yeah. up to, like, the corpses, and you see, like, again, a badger tattoo on one of the hands. A lot of bad apples in the bunch, if you follow my drift. So I'm going to walk up to near Jack and kind of, like, grab his chin so force him to look at me. And mm -hmm. I'm like, so uh, what are your plans with this one? Uh, I honestly... And, like, cups the chin a bit. You know... I don't know. I haven't gotten any orders with how to deal with them. It's just he came barging in here expecting answers. Then person also goes up and basically does like, you know, back of the hand to the cheek and goes, I'm, I've been thinking about trying out a new experiment on him, but I am not sure. And just gives a look and 
you just see a smile like light up on the person's face. They go to uh, the table and you see like a, a setup for alchemy and you see a jar. The person begins to move like a couple of the black petals and burns it. As he burns it, like uh, uses the jar and the jar has a wind that propels like the smoke and fire into uh, one of the glass pieces. And you see a process where he basically like lights it on fire, then turns that fire and smoke into a uh, piece of glass. And the man looks at it. And this one seems a bit different as it seems like he had a eureka moment uh looks at the glass and goes i think i might have i think i might have it with this and then goes up to uh jack i think i might have it and tries to shove something in his mouth do you stop him yeah i'm gonna go like oh hold on buddy I'm like what what you doing there and like the moment like you say that just gives you a confusing look like but what, what are you talking about I'm, i told you my intentions so i want to try something out would you like to see the result? I'd like to know what you're trying out. Oh, oh, apologies, apologies. I can't talk too much about it, but I can, like, tell you, like, a little taste of this, and you're going to have a euphoria like no other. So am, am I able to, to do the little burn the ropes yet? Um, You can try sleight a hand, and we, we'll say, like, as, like, dust is moving along, like, table table slinking around, we can see, like, his reflection through the glass. And um, basically, she is just intent, or he is intent on just looking at it. And you can try to burn the rope as they're doing this. Make a sleight of hand check. And eight. <laughs> That's a 19. You see the spark like light on the reflection. It looks up to you, Leo, and he squints his eyes and says, Take a couple steps back, Leo. What do you mean? Leo, the only reason I am halting myself. From putting you in one of those barrels is because you are on admissible terms with Roy and even the Jade Hand himself. Now, if you are to stop me from my experiments, that would change. And trust me, you would not like to see me when I change. Alright, alright. I'm gonna take a step back, I guess. Yeah, take a step back and... I'm gonna yell Yeah. towards the dude. Do you need Jack to take the experiment? Just looks at you for a second and goes, No. Are you participant? Let me know a little bit more information. What do you uh, what your attempting goal is with this experiment? What will you get if you succeed? Alright. Um walks up to you a little bit. Keep an eye on Jack. Like basically walks up to you and just goes that with this experiment, I cannot go too far in details, but I'm trying to replicate uh, some of the effects with numb gum in a more uh, drug-like effect. And looking at the burning glass, and he goes, oh. But when we take away the shimmering gold, we get a lot of failed experiments. But with this, I think I can achieve it. Would you like to test this out? And hands you a piece of glass. Or, like, holds it out. Is this your first experiment? No, 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 no. This is, and counts in his head, I would have to say 37th experiment. You know, 37th is a charm. What happened to the other 36? And smiles. Uh, one of the adverse effects of using Black Lotus as a key ingredient it burns the stomach, unfortunately enough. But I feel like I have tempered this enough where the effects 
will not result in disembowelment. Would you like to try? And you only need Jack for the experiment, correct? Mm-hmm. Just shakes her head. So long as you can promise me that his paws will stay off of my experiments, I'll be more than happy to let him go. I can give him a talking to, but he has his own will. You let him go, I'll take your experiment. Just puts the like finger up, waggles it. Take the experiment first, and on my word, I'll let him go. I feel like with the losses today, it's the least you could do for me. We have losses on both sides, do we not? Me specifically. Uh, I don't hold myself accountable for what Roy does. I am sorry for your loss, but from what I heard uh, from that terrible incident, I may be a monster, but uh, children is far beyond what I would mess around with. And you see his eyes glow like his beady rabbit eyes, and he goes, Unless it was experiment about, oh, I think I got an idea. And shakes his head, nope, nope, nope. Moral, moral compass, keep it. And uh, he looks at you and just goes, I, I just want you to test this out. You take it, and I'll let him go. No strings attached. You can do an insight check on that if you want. Uh, I was wondering if I could do an uh, insight check to see if, if I can tell whether or not he heard Dustin my conversation beforehand. Very dead. Wow. Um, this person's being completely honest. Uh, you might think, even though they commit such atrocities, uh, it appears that they have a single-track mind. It seems like this is a scientist, uh, like, only developed in his work, using the means of a gang to an end of, like, satisfying his own genius. Uh, Leo, with a roll of 13, um, you think that he hasn't heard a single word. If he did, this entire situation would play out a lot differently. It appears like if you're close to like a relative source of where a person is, you might hear a gargled, bubbly like version of what they're saying if you listen closely. But if you're far away from like the source of it, you don't hear it. So I didn't hear what they were talking about at the chair. No, uh, he's asked like you're uh, Leo. You're asking specifically if they uh, if this person heard your conversation back in the real world, right? Yeah, when, when Dustin and I were talking about yeah. the... Yeah, this person did not hear a single word of what you're talking about. This person was way too far away from where you guys were talking about, or, like, where you guys were relative in this world while talking. So they didn't hear a single word you said. Okay. I'll take the glass from his hand and look at Leo. Mm-hmm. And... I'm, um, I'm going to go, like, you can do it, buddy, and uh, <laughs> give, him a, give him a little bit of bardic inspiration for a saving throw or whatever he wants to use it on all right you can take it i don't know do i have to do i have to crunch it up in my mouth yep it's like uh i don't know uh what's the like hard uh candy you usually crunch on uh what the hell is it called because it, it I, i'm thinking of it like it's i i describe it as glass but it's the kind of thing where it won't like cut up your mouth it'll just like you know melt in your mouth as you uh, crunch along like a rock candy yeah, it's basically a rock candy. Well, since Leo seems fine with it, I'm going to take the experiment for Jack. All right, do it. All right. I hold it above my mouth, hand up high, and yeah. I drop it into my mouth. Okay. And I look at the scientist, and I begin to chew. Ooh, you guys always seem to surprise me. All right. I'm supposed to suspect that this party has a drug problem. 
Yeah, I'm starting to think the same thing too. We do not endorse drugs. Uh, lucky bastard. Now, rolling a nine off of a D100, you start to chew it. And initially, it's like eating a hot soup. Like, you start to open your mouth, like, trying to let air in, let air circulate. And then your, as it, like, gets ingested, you begin to feeling a burning sensation in your stomach. Make a constitution saving throw for me. With a 17, uh, take one point of damage. Fire. Uh, it feels like you ate something really spicy and it didn't sit in your stomach well, but after a few seconds, you just have a light glow above your uh, stomach and your eyes, like uh, the iris itself, seems to replicate a fire. Congratulations for the next hour. You can enter and leave the unseen public as you wish. I'm going to go up to the scientist dude and just present my belly and ask him if it was a success. Well... Can you go into reality? Let's see. Mm -hmm. I will go into reality and look around for Cobalt. Uh, you do. Your head pokes out. And <laughs> Cobalt, you see like the head of uh, <laughs> Dust just appear in thin air. Like stopping at the neck. It looks like his decapitated head. <laughs> Cut Dust Kitty head off! Yeah. Cobalt, we found Nickel. Cobalt blinks. Nickel, you guys just assumed he was like involved in your guys's conversation. I thought the note. I thought the note said something about. I thought Nickel was the kid that you needed to find. It's all up to you guys. It depends how much Leo actually told you because uh, Leo never really mentioned anything about the note. In fact, did we even read it out, Leo? I'm pretty sure you just no. accepted. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you, it's none of my business to read the note, but um, yeah. it was more of that Dust had heard about nickel from the goblin yeah um do you enter back into the unseen public dust cobalt why don't you join us take a numb tongue why kitty head why kitty head <laughs> not attach the body fancy experiment all seems good on this side peer pressure uh cobalt see what happens <laughs> do drugs come on <laughs> be one of the cool kids Ugh. Cobalt wants to keep Cobalt head. All right. Uh, can I attempt to put out one of my arms too into the yep. real world? Oh yeah, you can. Like, there's no problems with you piercing the veil. Like, unlike a numb tongue, where you go to the unseen public and need an additional thing to get back if you wanted to, it goes from point A to point B when it comes to numb tongue, and you stay there for a duration. With uh, a Drake belly, you just pass through like it's an open door. You, you, you're basically like a phantom. You you can go through what you want when you want. So I'm going to rapidly make my arms and legs appear and disappear. Be like, look, Cobalt, all is good. My whole body's here. <laughs> I feel... Well, I assume you're also super high. Can you make me a, <laughs> a wisdom saving throw, please? Because you took two drugs. Yeah. Two um, drugs. <laughs> yeah, a second one, please. You took two drugs. Yeah, uh, the Drake Belly is making you feel like you're on top of the world. It's like uh, if you were to smoke uh, marijuana, you're at the, the like the peak. Everything's slowing down a bit. It's uh, everything feels really good. Leo, make a wisdom saving throw for me, please. Um, I believe last time you rolled at eleven. This time will be twelve or higher. Five. You're getting increasingly addicted to numb tongue. Um, now, if you go eight hours without taking numb tongue. 
not only will you take disadvantage on your ability checks, but you also take disadvantage to attack throws or spell, like anything that involves an attack. So like uh, spell ranged attacks that you can make will be at disadvantage. So either try to kick it, get like, uh, what the it hell? It's like I'm going to visit the hospital for some lesser restoration. Yep. You're, you need to get cleared up of like the amount of drugs you've been taking. But so far you're fine. Like uh, this, none of this will affect you right now. Like you already took the drug, you're a-okay. All right. Uh, does, cool. does kitty look like does kitty eat happy apple? <laughs> oh god! With all the timely references, Mega. It's the happy glass. Come on and join us. Take the drugs. <laughs> oh, oh, cool! We're doing it. Yeah. Oh, get ready for a trip. Honestly, at the, honestly, at this point, Cobalt is just kind of like pointing the dagger at you now, just like. Cobalt, no, no, why you look like Dusty Kitty, but Dusty Kitty, don't do this. <laughs> um, now back in the unseen public, uh, a nickel is ecstatic, and they just grab you, uh, pull you back. I'm not like, uh, I want to imagine this like you create rifts like is in a set location for yourself to go through so when they pull you back you get pulled out of uh, the reality and they are jumping with excitement going oh, this uh, this is so exciting i i finally did it and just gives you a hug i did it and like uh after giving you you know like a kiss on the cheek or something they go you're a friend it, it, it's yours take them thank you so much and if you ever talk to nickel again uh if you ever do persuasion you can add a plus one to it dust you have increased a relationship within the wild ones of all things so you guys can leave at your leisure at the moment well i want to go over and grab jack untie him yep you can and then create a rift for leo yeah okay i'll, I'll go through um the rift and your eyes are still glazed i think i'm gonna start asking the other two, if they know where the nearest uh, uh, temple is, where I can get some services. Uh, Dusk, you do know the answer to that. One sec, looking up the name. We can go to the Hayden Church of Delger. Hayden's, but yeah. Ah, kitty or zombies! <laughs> Alright, uh... I'm pretty high right now, I'm just like, laughing, I'll be like, brains, brains, <laughs> and I walk towards Mega. <laughs> all right um so do you let leo just go to church himself uh do you like uh tell gregory what happened what's happening here like describe what everyone's doing well i i want to um is jacked awake jacked is currently unconscious i'm just going to use him as a marionette and look at cobalt be like we're not zombies we saved jacked <laughs> moving them around all right. I'm actually trying to think, like, is Cobalt oh. supposed to know Jack? I actually don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You I, guys I, were tied I, up I, together. Yeah. Like, he helped cover up your murder. Oh, okay, okay. I know yep. who this is now. I Okay. Yep, the I, cat. The, yeah, for, like, uh, the listeners out there, too. Like, uh, uh, Jack was uh, the very first, uh, well, one of the first, like, PCs that we had, like, uh, during uh, the first, like, uh, episode. Yeah. Um, you... He uh, ended up leaving the group. They remet at Tavern, and now they found him here, like tied up. Okay, like the the name yep. just was not 
was not clicking yeah. for me. Jack. So like, okay, yep. back, uh, back in. It's like, Cobalt is really confused now. All right. Now, can everyone tell me what they uh, do? Leo, I assume you're already heading to the church. You know where it is. Uh, yep, I'll go to the church yep. and depending on what the others do, probably at least take a short rest. Yep. Uh, Leo, Cobalt, uh, you guys go back to uh, the old man. Uh, where are you guys going? Well, I'm going to pick up Jack and put him on his shoulder yep. and look at Cobalt and say, we should wait till he wakes up. Where do you want to take him? Well, if you want, all three of you guys can split up. Like, Dust can uh, bring him somewhere safe. Uh, Leo can go to the church, and, like, Cobalt can fill in the old man on what happened. So we can uh, uh, all tie this up. I really up hate nice the fact that Leo is just letting a loose end walk away. But, uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fine. Yeah, like, you know, like, Cobalt, since he has no other information, yep. is uh, going back to the old man. Okay. Um, Leo, if you don't mind. I'm going to say that you're high enough that you probably, like, drop the trinket or the note as you're walking out. The the note that the yeah. girl gave? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, this is just to tie things up at, at note. I'm just going to say that you're high enough that you're stumbling out that uh, you dropped uh, the items that you had. Uh, cobalt, if you want, you know, like, you know, doing the cobalt thing, looking at the ground. Um, It's not very hard to look at the ground yeah, for cobalt. Yeah. <laughs> You, you you found it, and you put your twos together. I'm not going to talk about the note just yet. But uh, if you want to read it, you can read it, and we can narrate what happens in a little bit. It's like, I guess, like, Cobalt would first, like, Wait! A big kitty drop! Like, mm -hmm. uh, maybe seize the trinket. Uh... And I imagine Leo's just so baked right now that he's just walking on sunshine. Uh, All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dust, uh, where are you taking uh, Jacked? Uh... Like, you also going to the church to find some healing? You gonna take him to the end and apply your own medicine? What are you gonna do? I am going to go with Cobalt. Okay. These two, they go up to the cafe. And, or not the cafe. The jewelry store that sides as, like, a uh, eatery. And you see the old man with a uh, silver locks of hair with his uh, wedding ring. And, uh, you know, like, uh, basically with a green stone inside of the ring and all that. Basically, it looks like a pretty ring. Uh, the man's wearing dainty clothes, uh, ragged, with a pitcher right next to him, and he's eating all by himself. He His eyes brighten up when he sees Cobalt and goes, My friend! I see you brought another friend too, and he looks at uh, Dust's shoulder, and another. <laughs> he gives himself a small chuckle. So yeah, this, uh, this Dusty Kitty and this Decked Kitty. Hmm, nice to see friends of a friend. And he looks at you and just goes, where, where are my kids? So, Cobalt looks really sad. Um, uh, 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 Greg Man, kids, not here. I know they're not here. That's why I asked you to bring them here. Come on, friend. Don't be silly. And with that, uh, Cobalt is going to, like, hop on the table again and uh, put down uh, the trinkets from both as well as the letter. And he just stares at it with a smile. Then, like, the more he stares at it, I think the more it sinks in. And he starts to develop a frown. And he opens, like, two of the lockets and reads the note. And he begins to cry. And he goes, what what happened to them? What happened to my son, my daughter? The Cobalt not understand everything, but... Cobalt think drugs. And 
He just shakes his head and just says, those kids were always in their gangs, always working. Takes a deep breath, exhales. What, what about his work? The place that he works at, what happened to it? A place filled with... Uh, you said like uh, it was like a... Like black, black lotus petals, petals yeah. Oh, black lotus petals. It's a place filled with black petals and also a lot of bodies. And his face goes white and he has a thousand yard stare as he looks past you. And he looks at dust and goes... Is it, does it still stand? The building, it stands. Your son, I'm not too sure of. And he just takes a big gulp and his eyes start to waver. And he pushes you the box and a, a, a toolkit of uh, thieves' tools. Uh, if you were to use this um, uh, dust, this is uh, the tools of truth. If you ever lockpick something and you tell the truth behind a secret or reveal a secret while you are trying to pick something, you can add a plus one to your pick or like a, the a performance, the check. Uh, the box itself, he just hands to you silently and looks away, just trembling. Uh, Cobalt. He, yeah, uh, he doesn't know what to say. Cobalt, uh, again, this has been a a lot of interesting concepts for Cobalt uh, within the the last even twelve hours, really. But, yeah. Uh, but Cobalt kind of like goes up to the man and say, "Cobalt only learned different family really soon ago, but if not have wife, son, daughter, uh, Cobalt come from other kind of family where everyone you know family." And he looks down at you and gives you, like, a small hug and pulls you into his leg to see if you, you know, hug his leg and stuff. He's basically just giving you a small hug. And he goes, Ever since I was a boy, the most important thing to me was my father. And I tried to be the world to my children. And now, I'm a world without my son and without my moon. And he just puts his hands on the table and looks downcast at, like, uh, his tea that's in a cup. Do you guys take the box and leave? Stay to comfort him? What's happening? Well, I, I look at the box and look at um, Cobalt and be like, was this the thing you're going for? And he looks up and goes, it's why I promised him for trying to find my kids. Please, take it away. I don't want to even look at it. I don't care what's inside. So, do you guys head to the end? What, what's happening? I'm just gonna scoot it over towards Cobalt, trying to be as courteous and silent as possible as not to disturb his somber. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you guys leave? Uh, I guess, like, Cobalt would stay and comfort the man for a bit longer and then also mm -hmm. say, uh... So, if Greg Man want company... Can always find Cobalt. And he smiles at you and just goes, Cobalt, I'm sure I'll find you. And I'll make sure to ask for your company again. Be assured. And he's just downcast. Thank you, my friend. And with that, this like gives it one tiny more hug. And then like probably realizing he should, he probably wants some, some time to himself. Like uh, mm -hmm. does kind of like start uh, 
leaving with dust, assuming dust is also leaving. Yep. I'm following Kobold's lead. All right. Do you guys go back to the end, a church? Where, where are you guys heading off to? You know, that that, uh, that place, Cobalt and Dusty Kitty in very nice beds for people not awake. <laughs> the the Hobble Jack Rest? The, yeah, that place. Yeah, we could go there. We'll let, we can try to wake up Jacked. Hmm. Also see if Harry Man awake. <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> Uh, I assume you guys go into the Hobblejack, uh, say your hellos to uh, Hobble and Jack, uh, the wife and uh, the husband. Um, I'm curious, what do you guys call the wife? Hobble or Denise? Hobble. Hobble? Cobalt? Green lady! Okay, good enough. And she just gives <laughs> you a smile, waves you off, and gives you some more treats. This time, it like uh, it tastes... It, it's in the shape of a pyramid. It tastes like outwardly like strawberries and the cream filling tastes like a uh, a hint of blueberry but mainly like a, 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 a what what's uh the filling in a long chong what was that was that called um uh, you you got the journal just what i'm trying to get across uh-huh yeah I, I just can't think of what the hell it's called uh cream filling there we go um so you eat it it tastes amazing like usual um so you guys uh, put down a uh, jacked uh, like in a room. Open up the box. What's happening? Dusty Kitty, Cobalt need help. What you need help with? The uh, Cobalt C box, but Cobalt think Cobalt can't open box. And he keeps trying, but like it, it won't open. <laughs> Do I need to attempt to pick the box open? Yep, pick it open. All right, let's pick it open. I don't know how to do that. Uh, if I remember correctly, it should just be uh, your dexterity plus your proficiency. Because uh, toolkit is just your proficiency. I believe. Does he have expertise uh, in it too, or is it just proficiency? Like I actually don't remember if you can roll tools off of D and D Beyond or not. It should be in that uh, in that bottom left uh, rectangle with your other proficiencies. I think. Yeah, I can't roll it. All right then. Yeah, like, uh, are you just proficient in these tools? Or are you an expert? Let me see. I'm trying to see where I would find that. Where my oh, expertise. okay. Uh, uh, probably the faster question is like uh, when you became a rogue, uh, which two skills did you become an expert in expertise? Oh, underneath my tools, I have thieves tools. Oh, actually, I have expertise in performance and stealth. So I probably did. All right. Get so you're so you just are yeah, proficient. Just perf so yeah, then it's proficient. just uh, proficiency plus dexterity. Yep. Make a roll. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> what what tool set were you using? The tools of truth or your regular shit? My tools of truth. And I'm going to look at cobalt. Uh, hold on, you didn't you didn't roll all the way. Uh, if you use the tools of truth, then it would be a, a nine on the uh, a nine total. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not sure if that makes a difference. But and bardic inspiration. Yeah, I suppose it was within ten minute walk, like a little bit less than that. So you should be fine. I'll allow it. So uh, a D four. That's a yep, that's a D six at this level. Oh, D six. Cool. Well, uh, he was level two though. Well, yeah, it's it's a it's a D six for bardic inspiration. Okay. Roll d6. Okay, so that's four plus three plus your proficiency, which I don't see that's added. So, um, four, two, six, yeah, six, nine, nine, fourteen. Yeah, so you got a fourteen. All right, you uh, look at Cobalt with the smile. Just you know, I'd assume you're hyping him up, just saying, "Well, let's hope for the best, uh, expect the worst," and you clink it, hoping to see like the gem inside. You open it up and you hear the creak. And then we cut away for a small cutscene. We see the old man in the shop, his grip on the teacup, 
becoming tighter and tighter and tighter. And it seems like he is no longer sad. He is just boiling with rage. And he says, I can never get them to do what I want when I want. And he is just shivering. Just, if you were to look at him from a distance, it looks like this man is just pounding with adrenaline. And he takes a couple deep breaths. Like you see... If you were to look at his legs, you see tentacles just flapping out, curling around as they slowly withdraw into his pant legs. And he goes, it's fine. Everything's fine. Just a small misstep. It's human error. Of course, the cat wouldn't kill the man. Of course, he wouldn't take his revenge. I don't know why, but he wouldn't nor did he burn down the building. And he, like, grabs the teacup handle so hard it shatters the handle. And if we were to look at the reflection in the teacup, like uh, the tea itself, you would not recognize the man anymore. Like, his face went from a grizzled old man with long hair to just a blurry face. They'll do what I want. They will. And they'll get the message. I'm sure of it. And he stands up. And you see, like, a, not exactly a waitress, but, like, a server in this dual uh, department. Like, it's an empty store at the moment. And she goes, oh, can, can I get you anything else? Are you doing okay, sir? And we look back at the man again. And his face is the grizzled man. And he goes, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. Just a little bit of a troubling day. And he, like, grabs the picture of his wife, and he drops it. it. From an outsider's glance, it looks like it was on accident. If you were to carefully examine him, he purposely just dropped it. And he goes, ah, my, in my age, I, I have trouble. Can you please pick that up for me? It's quite precious. And she goes, all right, all right. And starts going on the ground, picking up the glass, and he goes, can... Can I tell you the story? And she goes, yeah, sure. When I was a boy, I always loved to go to the lighthouse. And you see, like, the tentacles, like, slowly go towards her from the shadows. And we cut back to Dust opening up the little, like, uh, box. And what you see, Dust, is an amputated arm. It looks like it was dried out, but on a closer examination, it looks like this arm, like, just had muscle atrophy. And you just sit there for, or not stand there for a moment. You look at it, and it slowly dawns on you whose arm this belongs to. And there's a note on top, just for you. And it reads, three days, the gold on the third night, else we hunt you. And... Like, uh, if you were to look closer at it, it has, like, a, like, uh, well, I wouldn't say, like, it goes from a print to, like, a cursive font, and it goes, Alphonse is safe with us, and it's signed, The Jade Hand. How does Dust react? That, that, that's a good question. Yeah. I grab the arm, and I'm just trembling, just staring at it. You see the bruise that you left on it. Can I check to see if it was a clean cut, it looks like? You don't need to check. 
It wasn't. Cobalt. Just kidding, Cobalt can't see. <laughs> I, j I, I grab the arm and show it to Cobalt. It's Alphonse. What? What? They want their money. They have Alphonse. And you know what? I, I feel like that would be a good moment to end on. Don't you guys think? No, I want to go kill the person. <laughs> no, you guys walked away. That's why I was asking a lot of questions. That's where we'll end it. That was fun. I didn't even think we'd be able to see the old man. This has been House Common Blood. The intro music by White Sand, Promise, and the outro music by Darren Curtis, Time's Up. Any music and sound effects used in this episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you are happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word by mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. That check better be in the mail. <laughs>